Bryce Eddy here with Liberty Station. Um, let's be a threat to the Great Reset. I'm excited and uh, pretty pumped up about my guest today because uh, we're in the middle of a little bit of a fight here locally, and I think times are desperate, and we need people that are not just problem identifiers, but problem solvers. And Tracy Henderson, who is uh, the founder of California Parents United, which is a new organization that is going to be here advocating for parents, but also teachers that are not down with what these teachers unions do. And I am excited to have Tracy on. Tracy, are you there? I am. Nice to All meet right. you. How are you today? I love it. Yeah, well, uh, nice to meet you. I know you and I had kind of a brief phone call, and it was actually a couple of different people that said, oh, hey, you got to talk to Tracy. So I'm, I'm glad we got to connect here. And uh, I'm excited because um, this, this one has me super pumped up because we're in a little bit of a you know, local battle here right now with a uh, group um, within our school district that is, you know, driven by, you know, the uh, teachers unions and the, you know, current uh, administration within this uh, school district that is without permission um, reading and playing videos that are promoting transgenderism in a third grade class. And our uh, local little paper here that gets folded out of our church by our senior citizens, and, you know, there's a couple of people that are here, uh, you know, from our church that got this paper started. And uh, and as a result, this, uh, you know, group has outed these folks and is like, you know, calling us, uh, you know, hate speech people and, you know, words are violence and, you know, all this sort of crazy stuff. And of course, they're using hate speech in order to get this message out there, you know, which is so funny. They're, they've got these weird disconnects and I got into a little Twitter battle with one of them because I said, oh, no. I, yeah, I said, oh, no. I said, I, I said, hate speech. Number one, it's not hate speech. And words are not violence. I said, violence is violence. And the only people that say, uh, you know, words are violence are the people that have never actually experienced any violence. Um, you know, they're, they're always those folks that, that do that. But they also do that because they then... Um, can justify actual violence down the line or violence by, you know, their associates at some point, um, you know, they'll because they'll actually engage in violence and, and their, their whole uh, argument then is, well, you know, they were using violence against us. Um, and, um, you know, when we were growing up, of course, you know, sticks and stones could not break our bones uh, or, or could break our bones, but words would never hurt us, you know, kind of a thing. And, you know, of course, um, I don't expect anything rational from the, uh, you know, 72 gender people. <laughs> 72 genders, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, before you uh, get into your organization, um, I want to set up a thought that's been kind of, you know, bubbling in my head. So, you know, I, uh, in our family, we've homeschooled and, okay. you know, we, yeah, and we started out, um, you know, in the beginning of my two oldest daughters, you know, they just graduated high school. Um, they're uh, 18 and 17, and, you know, they're going off uh, to to college here shortly. They got scholarships. Um, you know, they are amazing, um, you know, professional musicians, you know, doing doing all kinds of awesome things, hardworking, you know, just really, really neat neat girls and I'm, you know, I'm proud of, you know, what we've done. And I, and I also feel incredibly blessed, um, because, you know, God has been good to us. And, you know, I've got another daughter who's, who's 13, who's just super smart and just, you know, she's crazy. Yeah. Three girls. That's all I make. Oh, God bless you. Wow. Yeah. That's all. That's all I make. And I love it. I wouldn't want it any other way. I actually, when we found out we were having our third daughter, I was a little frightened. It might be a boy because I'm like, Hey, listen, I like this daughter thing. I've got this down, you know, I know what to do here. But, um, you know, when we left, um, we were going to a small little private school and, you know, they were a really good private school. Um, I, I went through public education, which was a complete mess. I was, a you know, part of LAUSD, and I joke on this show sometimes, you know, when I when I point to, you know, my own stupidity on something, I'm like, well, hey, I was, you know, publicly educated. Um, but, uh, you know, what where we decided to start to homeschool them was a lot of the influence of the other kids, because you had 
people who recognize that you know public schools were falling apart wanted to put their kids in a private school chose a private christian school but they didn't necessarily share our values so some of the kids that my girls were spending time with or you know going on field trips or things like that were you know locked into screens and you know had all kinds of things that we just you know we just weren't into so so we made that choice and it's been good for us um i am so bummed out though for the families that don't have those choices and there's a lot that don't have the choices you know you've got uh, parents that are both working or you've got folks that you know can't afford to send them to you know private schools or anything like that and public education might be the only choice right now or or it might you know or it might be just too big a sacrifice for them to do anything else and so now you have these teachers and these um, administrators that don't share our values, but not only don't share our values, are wanting to make sure that they are imposing, without your permission, radical values on these kids. And so we've got to solve this problem somehow. And I am excited that you're doing something about it. So let's talk about the organization and how you've set this up and you know all that good stuff. Well, to your point, you have to understand that, you know, back Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson taught us that school districts are the smallest unit of democracy. Um, and what we're trying to do here at California Parents United with California Parents Union is give the power back to the teachers and the parents and rebuild that relationship that the, the CTA essentially has destroyed, right? I, I hear from teachers all the time how they're oppressed and they're afraid. And I don't know if you know what's been happening across the state since, um, so California Parents United was started in July, 2021. But since it started, we worked with other parents' rights groups to give the choice back to parents. And one of the things we did was encourage school boards to pass resolutions you know, just one example, mass choice, curriculum choice, right? Guidance choice. And in that effort, we found that um, what's, what happened across the state is that school boards were bullied into thinking they had no choice. And I'm right. just going to use the example of the guidance, you know, the masking, testing, and quarantining. And the truth is that legally, there never was a mandate, okay? But they were bullied into it. And so it's, it's re- um, awakened the awareness of the power of school boards. And I'll tell you why I say that. One school district, Roseville Joint Union High School, when the CDPH was changing the wording, do you remember back in um, end of February, early March, when the talk was the masks were going to be lifted? Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. So just before that, um, and this is this is the apple cart of power we need to, we need to tip, but Right around end of February, beginning of March, Roosevelt Joint Union School District passed a mass choice resolution. And that was 10 months of work by parents and the school board coming together. You know who came after them? The teachers' unions, okay? Yeah, and insurance, insurance companies, but that's a different story, I can tell you. But the teachers' unions actually did something that makes me extremely angry. And this is why California Parents United is starting a parent-teacher union to tip that apple cart of power back. So what the te- what, in response, what those local teachers unions did is they went after their own. They said, okay, teacher, your credential is at risk if you don't manipulate the relationship between child and teacher to guilt them into putting the mask back on against their parents' wishes. That's the teachers' unions doing that. Right. So what we're going to do is and, and the teachers are afraid. The school boards are afraid. And here's this crazy thing. Right. In 52 states, the California Teachers Associations and Unions are 37th in services. But they're number one perceived most powerful. Yeah. So guess what we need to do? We need money in numbers. We need 10 million parents in the California Parents Union. Right. And we can change that perception. So. To your point, you all your your school district. Which district is it, by the way? Which school district is happening in? Um, this is CVUSD, so Conejo Valley Unified School District. Conejo Valley. Okay, I know parents in Conejo Valley. A couple of things need to happen. You guys need to fund better school board members, 
elections. Yeah, which you know, which we're doing. We have uh, Joelle Mancuso here, and she's uh, she's running. We've got a, a couple others that are you know working on that um, because we do need to take those school boards back uh, for right. for sure. And, you know, one of the things that I said to these, you know, um, yahoos that were, um, you know, criticizing us and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, call us names with their hate speech, with their violent words, um, what they were doing is, um, you know, labeling us all because they believe that they have the backing of the parents and the teachers. And that's not true. What they have is a bunch of parents and teachers that are afraid to also be lambasted, also to be well, stood stood out. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and they I, are the loud minority. I mean, these people are, are typical bullies that are, um, you know, what, what's interesting about this, too. So, you know, teachers um, and, and I, I think there's amazing teachers out there. But what yeah. they have done, too, is they have elevated teachers to the hero status. And whenever anybody does that, they, uh, you know, oh, police are heroes, firefighters are heroes, uh, teachers are heroes. They try to do that. Nurses, remember, they did that early on with the nurses. And, you know, they do that to everybody because it puts them on a pedestal that yeah. is uh, that that kind of makes you um, kind of exempts them from any real criticism. And and so they tried to do that collectively as a group. And the, uh, you know, the teachers unions try to do that to shield them from any legitimate criticism when they're failing in their duties and it, they're like any other profession including police firefighter all that stuff you've got the vast majority that are average or maybe even mediocre you've yeah. got some that are truly terrible or evil and then you have a few that are absolutely amazing and great and I know the ones that are amazing and great that are having to keep quiet right now and being pushed into curriculum that they don't agree with, um, being pushed into things like, oh, yeah, manipulate these kids to be afraid again and wearing masks. Don't let these parents have control. You know, p play like you own these kids. You know, yeah. that's that's what these manipulative organizations are doing. Well, what I say to that, Bryce, is if you find yourself, okay, so I'm a licensed California attorney as well. And if I do something wrong, you can go to the state bar and complain against my license and I could lose my license. So what we do as parents' rights advocates is when a teacher does something that endangers, harasses, bullies, right, humiliates, anything that's against the law, we encourage the parents to go to the California Teacher Credential website fill out an affidavit of the facts that says, this is what happened to my kid. When they didn't want to wear a mask, they were stuck out in the freezing cold. That's child endangerment, right? Or the, the word, one of the worst stories is the bus driver um, over Southern California, I forget exactly where, they would not turn the air conditioning on in the bus until the kids were all masked and it was 88 degrees. So I immediately recommended that those parents go and file a CTC affidavit, PDF it, and send it to that teacher and say, if you ever do that again, I'm, I'm complaining against your credential and you can risk your job. So right. there, that, that's a mechanism. It's a legal mechanism that you can use to go after teachers to, and, and start with a behavior correction. Don't, don't, I don't, unless, you know, I have a client that was in the hospital, cracked their head open, passed out because the athletic director made them mass during PE. I think you should go nuclear on that athletic director and file a complaint against your credential. Yeah. Right. But if they're, if they're doing something, you know, I, I never, what I don't understand is why the educators in the school are not acting in a manner that is creating an environment where kids thrive. Instead, they're delusionally pushing this stuff on the kids and they're forgetting the emotional, mental impact on these kids. That's what I, that's what I can't figure out. Well, in that the, in yeah, I mean, in the height of COVID, when, you know, they were doing all this lockdown stuff, you know, these teachers, many of which were getting this like massive extended long term vacation. And so you saw a lot of them resisting even going back by playing how afraid that they were. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put myself on the front lines and I'm going to get sick. Even though we know and it's been proven that the kids don't carry the viral loads and, you know, everything that meant that they were walking around with this particular illness, you know, endangering people. We also know that asymptomatic spread very early on was not really a thing. 
and then we know that masks don't work, even though you know there's this insistence that they that they still do. You know, the truth is they're the you know they're the MAGA hat for the uh, you know the the left wing. Um, you yeah. know they're they're going to signify and show that you're that you're you're down with the cause and you're compliant. Look at me, I'm compliant. But it's uh, but it's sad to see that you know they uh, foisted it on these kids, forced them to continue wearing masks, and and the absurdity of running around on a track or on a basketball court you know, wearing a mask uh, that's getting wet, you know, with moisture, the the more you're wearing it, the more difficult it's coming, it's becoming to breathe. All of that is absurd, but you had a lot of people because of their self-interest, and I'm convinced, because again, I went to public school, uh, a lot of these teachers just do not care about these kids. They feign that they do. Now, again, they're, uh, God bless the amazing teachers out there. Even, even at, yeah, even, and they're scared, right? They're scared. You know, we're here for you. Come to us. We will give you your power back. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, listen, I'm being, I'm being terrible on this interview because I'm so fired up about this um, because I I am so angry. I love this, Bryce. It's what, you know, if you don't tell your story, how do we help you? Right. If I don't know what's yeah. happening, how do we help you? And I'll tell you one thing to keep in mind, and if you say this over and over and over again, people will remember this. Children are not 5, 6, 2, 3, 4, 8, 10, 14, 15, 16, are not thinking about what gender they are. They're not thinking about their sexuality unless you plant that idea in their head until the hormones hit. Then they're thinking yeah. about sexuality, right? So if you've got, what did you say, third graders, fifth graders being yeah, it's, it's Yeah, yeah it's, thir- it's third graders. That is an idea that is being put in a child's head by an adult. Did you hear about what happened over here in Salinas and Spreckles? In, no, I, totally. I live in Carmel. So over here on the Monterey Peninsula, did you hear about that story? Harmony no, Dillon no, is tell representing me. a parent. Her kid almost killed herself because the teachers were having a hidden club um, where you question your gender and they had no sign-in sheets, no formal club stuff so that the parents wouldn't find out about it. And they pushed mm, this idea on wow. this girl. She went to suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think, and we've talked about it a little bit on this show, but I'm going to get, I, I'm going to, I'm working to get Abigail Schreier. I'm, I'm working to get some real experts on this, uh, on here because you know, right now we're in a we're in a weirdo world where these kids are being bombarded. You know, let's say let's take it outside of the classrooms right now. You know, we have rampant, easy access to uh, horrific pornography. Yeah, I mean the the phone. Uh, Pastor Douglas Wilson, who uh, is in Moscow, Idaho, I've got him coming on the show in August, and he he wrote. Uh, one line, uh, something to the tune of, you know, the phone is, it gives you access to the back alley of uh, the worst cities, you know, in the world with one or two clicks kind of a thing. And, and yet you'll give that to your kid, you know, totally unrestrained, you know, they're, they're going to sleep with it at night, you know, they're, they're spending all that time. Well, you know, you have, you have, uh, the sexualization of children right there, you know, so there is issues, I think, where we need to be as parents paying closer attention to, you know, what our kids are doing, you know, where they're going. For our girls, they shared a phone between the three of them up until this last year. We didn't have a, a house phone, you know, and so we we did want to make sure that they had what they needed in emergency when my wife and I were away and, you know, all that stuff. So before they were driving and everything, um, most of the time they were together, you know, in, in their various lessons or the things that they were participating in. They were kind of like this this cool little trio. And so they could share. Well, what that did was it created some natural accountability amongst the three of them, you know, because no one could really dominate the phone. Um, you know, they they couldn't be on it all the time just as a natural result. Um, but right now you know these kids if they are boys are you know being subject to sexual images at a super super young age which you know creates brain chemistry changes and some of it could be permanent right 
And then with girls, a lot of what's happening with the transgender stuff is, you know, girls go through, and again, I've got three daughters, I understand this, they go through these weird periods of time, you know, leading up to puberty and even through puberty, where they are not understanding the world that they are living in, and they are feeling weird about who they are as human beings and everything else. And now, what have we done through centuries? Good parents navigate them through that, help them to see yeah. around the corners and, no, you know, I get them to understand. Right. But these girls, and this has been demonstrated over and over again, are being told that the answer to those feelings and that confusion and those problems and the stuff that they're going through and the, you know, uh, soul wrenching things that they're trying to figure out, the answer is within forums and within these, you know, groups of people that they're talking to. Hey, maybe you're a different gender. Maybe oh. you're in the wrong body. You know, maybe you need to figure some things out and here we've got this path for you, which is why it's become a little bit of a social contagion. Then yeah. you have these parents who are turning into activists where having a a little oh look, my kid, my boy is wearing a dress is a thing that makes them popular. You know, it gives these some of these parents, it's like a weird accessory that they're deciding on. Who would do that to their son? I mean, I, I'm hearing that it's happening in Southern California. It's not happening in Northern California. It's, yeah, well, it's... it's, it's it's happening in a lot of environments right now uh, to the tune of if you're you know watching what some of these teachers themselves are saying online okay so these are progressive teachers are that are saying that, that you, yeah, uh, like is? yeah like li- I'm not yeah seeing what you're seeing Oh yeah, well, I mean, libs of TikTok exposes this all the time. I mean, this is a big theme, but what but what they're showing is these teachers saying, "Oh yeah, out of my class of 30, uh, 26 of them identify as LGBTQ or non-binary." Okay. That it's not as if something's in the water all of a sudden that's causing this. This is, you know, this is a social contagion that is that is getting to be very dangerous. And, and we as believers, we as concerned citizens, we as parents need to be saying, okay, this is wrong. Pastors need to be saying, okay, this is wrong. We need to, this is child abuse. Um, you know, we, we affirm the truth, not these sorts of issues and things like that. Now, there's kids that are in trouble. There's kids that are going through tough stuff. We need to be ministering to their needs. We need to be dealing with that. We need to be helping them. But we do not need to be pushing kids into um, what has become, you know, or eventually becomes chemical castration, you know, physical body mutilation and things like that. So yeah, and, anyway, and you know the only way we're going to rest it back. Right, Bryce? You know what? Yeah, let's talk bill, about that. Um, they're trying to make children be able to consent to medical decisions at 12 years old. So yeah. they're trying to give the power of a 12 year old to be able to make the cast chemical castration, the COVID job, all of that, that could alter the, your entire life. And so what, you know, one of the things we're learning in this parents' rights fight is calling into your legislator, going to the meetings, emailing, doing all that is not working because yeah. what is happening is the legislators, before they get to committee on a bill, it's already been decided and it yeah. has to do money. So that's what California Parents Union is going to do is we're going to be 10 million members, God willing, please God. And we're going to walk in there with those numbers and the $25 times 10 million, right, will have the money and the numbers to give parents right to choose back. It's, it's, it's bottom line money and numbers. They're already bought. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy town in this state. Yeah. And I have a friend, Bryce, um, and I'm going to call him out. Mark Levine, he's a legislator in Marin. I have a house in Marin. He's my friend. My husband drove to um, three hours to give him his first thousand dollars back in the day when he was running. I went been to his wedding. I knew his kids. And when I came back from Utah to form California Parents United, I reached across the aisle and I said, "Hey, we gotta promote parents' right to choose. You're a dem. You're in the legislature. I'm a new leader. Let's do this." He said, "No, I'm not interested." Well, there's 700 parents that want to meet with you. No. And this is my friend, okay? Yeah. So turn to fast forward a couple weeks later. This is Mark Levine is a Jewish man. He was he got on the news and he was running around the legislature, uh, saying, uh, "If you're not jabbed and you don't have your vax card, 
you don't get paid as a legislator and you, and this is, so you don't get paid as a legislator. And this is a Jewish man basically saying, show me your papers, please. And he was my friend. It was at that moment when I said, if I can't get my friend to help parents right to choose advance, I'm, I'm ineffective in the legislature, ineffective. And so there's groups out there like Educate, Advocate, Voice for Choice that have lobbyists that are doing it. And my board of directors and our volunteers help them, but they're doing the calling. They're doing the showing up at the Capitol. They're doing the emailing. They're doing everything, and it's not moving the needle. So we're done. We're done. We are going to form a parent-teacher union and push back. And what the power will be for the teachers, Bryce, is we're going to give those teachers what they think they have with the union. Remember, 37th in services in the nation and first in perception. And so we're gonna tip that apple cart of power. Did you know that if 50% of teachers in a local union leave their union, we could step in and be their collective bargaining representatives. You know that? Mm, That's cool. We could go in and put the relationship with the parent-teacher back, and that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, well, I, I think the teacher's part of it is key because I know so many of these folks that are upset, frustrated, and they're hiding because they're afraid of what they're, uh, the other teachers. And again, it's just a few of them. Um, and, and then also, you know, there is some, you think there's indoctrinating going on amongst these kids. There is in the teachers' groups as well. And I'll give a very quick example of that. Um, yeah. You know, we had, what's that? I think I know what you're going to say, but no, I want to hear it from you. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, so these uh, we we have a couple of friends. Both went into these uh, teacher leadership programs because they wanted to be school administrators. So they wanted to kind of you know move up, and and one of the things that they uh, got into, and these are two two separate friends that don't know each other. And uh, from two different you know areas of of our life, you know one one at the gym and. You know, my girls would go with me to CrossFit. All three of them, plus my wife, we'd all go and do CrossFit workouts together. Yeah, right on. Um, and and so we would go, and and we treated it as if it's PE, right? You know, the girls had to have their physical education, so we'd all go as a family. It was good family time, and you know, the girl, my girls are buff, they're tough, and you know, they can power clean like you know superheroes. Yeah, that's right. So so anyway. Uh, this I we had the same conversation because this person started talking about homeschooling and then we had the conversation with the exact sa- exact same conversation with someone else outside of this and they said okay yeah well we're part of this uh you know group that is um you know interfacing with homeschool parents in our community and you know we're we're following up on these homeschool families you know we're monitoring them kind of a thing and, I, and I'm asking questions and probing, and they all said one thing. Well, Bryce, we know you're doing it right because, you know, we, we can see that you're doing it right, and you may be doing a good job with your kids, but not everybody's doing a good job. And so we, the state, we, the administrators, need to be there and check up on these kids to make sure that they're, that they're being, you know, parented right. And it was this, it was this weird, well, it was this weird language, and they said, almost both of them the same thing. So you know that they they were going through these this training and their own kind of indoctrination, oh homeschooling's bad. We the superior teachers must be monitoring these poor homeschool kids to make sure they're they're not being abused, to make sure they're getting adequate socialization, which of course is always that thing that comes up. Um, and so there are teachers out there that are amazing that are facing this training and this bombarding of the new sexual curriculum and everything else. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, one of the things that's really important is to understand that you can stand up and, and you have as a teacher, if you, you're not into this curriculum, you have support. There are literally groups, like I told you, Marin 700, Clovis 700, Placer. I think we're up. 2000 parents that will support you. You just gotta, and they're all over social media. If you can't find them, just look at the person who stands up at the school board meeting, go to the school board meeting and connect with them. And we parent groups will support you teachers to, to, so that you can feel confident standing up. You're not alone and don't feel like you're alone. Cause because again, the California teachers association is perceived number one, power, most powerful. Okay. We yeah. can change. It's not the truth. I'm sorry I, if those teachers are going through that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the tip. I think the tipping point isn't that much too. I think if you guys, you guys don't need to be dominant. You just need to have enough of a force to where that you know that courage gets contagious, and other parents, and then these teachers can start to stand up because they know that somebody's got their back. Well, let me tell you something. I just discovered Freedom Foundation has on its website that the teachers' unions are being sued. Okay, so. You've heard of the Janus decision where you can now as a teacher leave the union and save that thousand dollars a year they charge you, right? You've heard of that? Yeah. Okay, so you, you can do that. And all you do is you send a form in that says, I no longer want you to deduct, I'm out. And what's happening is some local, I don't know who, not gonna name any names, are forging documents to keep those teachers' dues being deductive and to keep them in, and they're being sued for it. And what that shows me, that conduct by the local unions, is that they're desperate because the apple cart of power is starting to tip. The teachers are leaving, right? And we're going to get, it's like a scale of justice. We're going to get more parents, and just when we get to right here, it's over. There's 300,000 teachers in the CTA. All we need is 500,000 parents, and we walk in the room and we have more, more voice. So, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I think they overplayed their hand during COVID. You know, COVID was an opportunity for so many people to be, you know, kind of dial up their tyrannical ways. Um, You know, there was so much of this shift in power and all that. But a lot of these organizations, the teachers unions being one, overplayed their hand and were exposing, you know, their sort of nefarious uh, or, you know, wicked underbelly to what they were doing by keeping the kids masked, keeping locked down, arguing, you know, um, manipulating and uh, collaborating uh, or conspiring with the FDA and the CDC and all these things behind the scenes. I think it was the CDC that they were caught, um, you know, collaborating with. They overplayed their hand. And so now, you know, we need to keep pushing back. Yeah. And did you know that some school districts also entered into memorandums of understanding with teachers unions to keep our kids masked forever? Yeah, that's that's how much power they they are. Wait, okay, go say that again and go into some of that evidence there. Okay, so you said one very important thing. The teachers unions are the ones that work with CDC to keep our schools closed longer. Okay, that's number one. I told you about how they turned on their own and they said, your credentials at risk if you don't manipulate the children to keep the masks on. But there's a third thing that really fries me is school districts across the state, and I have copies of these, memorandums of understanding, which are contracts, to keep our kids masked forever for money. Okay, so just think about that for a second. That is the teachers unions and a school district contracting away parents' rights. That is unbelievable. We're taking them down. We're taking them down. Wow. Well, they they believe uh, that they own our kids. You know, most of this is is that the state owns our children. And you know, there's been you know several politicians and you know leaders in these capacities that have said over the last couple of years that you know the state infers or gives the rights to these parents to have their children. You know, that's yeah. that's a thought process of the extreme left that's crept into these unions. They do believe that they own your kids. They know what's best for your kids and their teaching credentials say so, um, which is also why they are so opposed to, you know, alternative forms of schooling, you know, homeschooling or private schools or some of those. They're opposed to them because they are not in control of it and they think they know better and they know how to do it better. Well, you know what's going to happen is the parents are going to pull their kids uh, we have a, a situation here in Monterey where they had to consolidate schools. They don't have enough children because they pulled their kids. And it's and in some areas like Sacramento, 1,800 kids left. It was something in the millions of revenue that they lost. If this stuff continues, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, frankly, yeah. if we have to destroy, I mean, uh, my husband's a 22-year educator. I am not anti-educator. He's a former Marine. He's been a principal. But if we have to take down the system and rebuild it, then let's do it. Let's do it. But for now, yeah. what, we're, what we're doing is we're building a special interest group to give parents their voice back. And well, and, gonna- I, and I think, hey, listen, let's do it all. 
because let's bring that let's bring this down right but we still need parents and teachers to be coming together here in this state and and I would encourage um, you know anyone in our audience even if you aren't a uh, you know California parent or California teacher you, you know you need help right so you know whatever we can do to, to help you know build the ranks and you know build the the power of your organization let's put power back in the hands of parents and teachers and let's you know let's you know break the back of what has been a monopoly in the California Teachers Association you know let's uh, let's collapse some of these bad schools because that's the only way that they'll ever end up listening to us um, Charlie Kirk and uh, TPUSA uh, started this year um, Turning Point Academy just opened up and launched their first school in Arizona. And, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. And I get to be part of that project, which is great. And they are going to be doing it here in California as well. And, you know, going to be providing an alternate form of education for these kids, meaning that there's going to be, you know, homeschool and hybrid programs and, you know, more traditional uh, private school format programs as well. And the whole goal of what we're doing with that project is to make it accessible, make it accessible for the middle class, make it accessible for the police and firefighters and, you know, the folks that, you know, can't necessarily easily afford private schools. So let's, you know, let's meet those needs and and make it happen and let's bring parents and teachers together and let's cater to those teachers that are that few that are incredible let's show them how to be entrepreneurs let's help them build pod schools and let's give curriculum out there that is cleansed from you know things that have really overt political biases well bryce so what the californiaparentsunion.com where it is is we've raised in a week enough membership revenue to customize the website. And so when you go to the member lounge, that will be a login where, where it's exclusive member resources. And something like what you're doing with Turning Point will be a place parents can go. Now, if you, Bryce and Charlie, come to my house and sit down and I pour you a beer and I cook for you, what I'm going to say to you is we want something that's exclusive, but it will be an opportunity, like a video, um, something that it's an opportunity to drive people to your organization, the new schools. But I can tell you right now, if we developed a toolkit or, you know, a boot camp, there would be, uh, there's 40 million people in California. There will be millions of schools, people coming together to start schools. That's what we need to do. And so Amen. I'm absolutely, you know, you, you have my cell phone. We need to work together. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we we need to. I mean, this this is the cool thing. And I talk about this on the show all the time. The cool thing is, is in these times, you get people coming together in community to make things happen, you know, and that's why I'm so excited about what you're doing. Again, there's plenty of people out there that are identifying problems and say, oh, this is terrible. Look what's happening. But not many people are figuring out, uh, you know, how do we solve these problems? So you, you putting this organization together and everything is is really what we need. I love it. So, yeah, well, um, heart, and now it's my job. I can't disobey him, you know? <laughs> so. Amen. Amen. Now, how old are your kids? And so I have one, um, we were just talking about this at a luncheon today. We tried to have more and didn't take, but my daughter's 16. Awesome. First, cover, first boyfriend. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, the first car thing. My uh, my oldest daughter wrecked her first car, um, you know, and uh, and so pray, you know, definitely pray, but you know, just make sure it's a safe car anyway. Um, but uh, but yeah. she's uh, she's an amazing driver now. But you know, when they're first getting out there, you know, it's a little sketch. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is every so it's a blue Jeep, um, you know, uh -huh. like the bright because we live near the ocean. You know, we call it beat the Jeep. But what's funny is everybody knows who she is in her little car because it's blue. And so some of the most critical community friends are calling us saying, she's doing good. She's doing good. She did this right. Oh, that's like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, well, it's well, it's fun and uh, and it's great. Um, you know, I, I love having daughters and, and I, I get asked all the time. Um, like, oh, wow, it must be hard having, you know, all those teenage daughters. And no, nah, not at all. I, I've, I've loved every minute of it. And, you know, my, uh, 
my oldest daughter is always, uh, you know, sending me calendar invites for, you know, coffee with dad and, you know, little things. And, you know, she's super sweet. My middle daughter, I kind of got to grab, you know, because she's she's this busy, you know, getting after it with everything. And and they're all busy. They're all super industrious. But uh, but my middle daughter's personality is one where I got to like, you know, grab her walking by me in the hall and give her a huge hug and be like, we got to get together. You know, um, but it's it's fun. And then my and then my youngest daughter uh, starting to train jujitsu with me at my school that I own. And yeah, she's she's getting into she's getting into jujitsu. She uh, she loves it. And she's, you know, choking all those boys in the class. And, you know, because she's a strong crossfitter and, you know, they're like, man, Abby, Abby's too strong. You know, so it's cool. That's awesome. Well, you know, my dad was my favorite person in the world. So it's just, yeah. it, you know, Bryce, I have to say this, as sexist as it may sound, thank you for being a man in this fight. We need more men. You know, men are supposed to protect the women and children, and most of the mama bears are upset. So thank, so God bless you for being a man in this fight, you know? Yeah, hey, well, well, thank you. No, I do recognize that. that. And I've been, you know, trying to shout out to the guys and the fathers because, you know, on these school board meetings and things like that, you know, you do have a lot of mama bears that are there that are, you know, fighting mad and, um, you know, re- ready to, you know, take it to the ground. Um, but what you need is you do need those uh, uh, father's voices speaking and saying, hey, we're not, we're not going to have this stuff anymore. You guys can't, you know, go and do these things without our permission, you know, both legally and ethically, you know, you need to be paying attention to the parents. So, you know, you you heard it from me, guys. Get out there, you know, help your wives, you know, do not abdicate that responsibility. You know, the dudes do need to get out there. You know, and it's as simple sometimes as if your wife says, honey, let's go to a protest or honey, let's go to this family meeting, right? And you just show up and you make the person who called that meeting feel like there's double the people supporting yeah. them. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's enough. That's like, you know, I hate to plug the organization again, but California Parents Union, some of the people that are behind me in my ear helping me develop it, one of the things that they pointed out, and I'll give a shout out to Unity Project, Amber and Heather, is the people that don't want to do anything, they're terrified. Like, for example, I have a, a local business that called their dad up and they gave us a venue, an amazing winery for the launch. And they couldn't be on any of the advertising because their their investors are Democrat. Okay, so they don't want to be in the public face. They want nothing to be out there. But they will tell everybody they know to throw down twenty five whole dollars just to support us, right? And that's uh, that sometimes people are like, okay, I just dropped twenty five dollars. I've done something. Now I'm gonna go back to my wine. And you know what? That's enough because you are part of hopefully a million people. And we need you to get to a million people. So yeah, even the littlest things matter. I was just so here in Pacific Grove, the ridiculous superintendent put masks back on kids for the last 10 days. And so they called the local parents. We went out there and this this older gentleman showed up and, and we didn't have any black markers for our signs. So he ran to the store and bought us some. I mean, he saved us. What are we gonna do standing out there without signs? So the littlest things matter. And I'm like, chivalry is not dead. You know, so you can make a difference, men and women, yeah. just by doing all those little things. Well, well, hey, you really are on the show to plug your organization. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's why you are here. I like talking to you. And I want to go, if we have time, I don't know how much time we have. I want to go back to what's happening at your school. Um, are, do you have enough people to push back? Are you... Do you have a biggest, cause what's, what's going to get their attention is numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I, I know that Joel and I think, uh, Joel sent me your name at one point, uh, recently too. Cause I, I did a little search on my phone to, to find your number, you know, before the show here and, and her, you came up in one of the threads that I had going with her. Um, you okay. know, she's, she's running for school board here. She's leading some of that fight. Um, but I so I, I think the the two of you coming together because again you know I'm not a part of this school district I mean I uh, I showed up on you know one of the one of the Zoom calls and you know gave them a piece of my mind um, you know not 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 too long ago 
Um, but but yeah, we could use the help, and definitely I would love to um, help you build a coalition here. So let's do that. Let's you know let's get people. I mean, it's twenty five bucks. Uh, you know, I, I mean let's uh, let's get that going. You know, let's get uh, let's get people participating. Um, what are the parameters uh, that would help? I mean, I, obviously people can just give you and the organization money, but it, as far as the membership and being a part of it. Do you need to be in California? Do you need to be a, a teacher here, a, a parent here, or you can be a member and just be concerned uh, because this is a battleground. So good. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, the people who are listening can't hear you nodding, by the way, because we do have this going out on podcast. <laughs> All right. When we were in Utah, okay, so I had to move to Utah for six months for my, because my husband couldn't find a job and he wanted to be a ski instructor. Long story. Uh, it's where I started my advocacy with Utah Parents United. And we got, I got to testify in front of the Senate Education Committee. And I sat there and I said, I represent 13,000 parents across the state. That was a big number because Utah yeah. is a tenth of the size. And it, and it was um, impressive to the Education Committee because they're thinking constituents. They're thinking, okay, can they support my supporters, right? All of that numbers. Here, we need a million to 10 million. Right. So just by going to the website and joining, we're doing a big deal. But we also are in the process of developing membership resources. What does that look like? Well, it looks like how do you leave your school? How do you homeschool? What's alternative ed? Uh, how do you talk to your school board? How do you talk to your legislator? Right. Well, how do you change a PTO to a PTA to a PTO? All of it. That's going to be there. So if anybody wants, like, I'm trying to work with um, some of the people that have already fought the teachers unions, some, some insiders, so they can tell me what is really happens in the teachers unions so we can give them the services they need, the legal services, the insurance, whatever it is, become their collecting, collective bargaining representatives. And, and we're, the organization we're building is going to be membership owned. So it's, and it's going to focus on giving the relationship, like I said already, back to the parents and teachers. So anybody who is above my pay grade, who thinks this is a great idea, call my cell phone, reach out. I will, I will, I don't have any ego attached to this. I am punching way above my pay grade and I've just been put in this position to lead this charge. So come become a member resource. For example, educateadvocatecalifornia.com, ca.com is an organization that has advocates for kids with 504s and IEPs, okay? They've agreed to give us an advocate, uh, a consultation with an advocate for half an hour for free. And then they have resources for that population. So they're going to be our content partner and I don't have to reinvent that wheel and they're the local experts. So that's what we're trying to do. That's why I suggested your turning point thing might be too big and I'm not famous enough yet, Bryce, but those kind of content partners if we get to a million members, it's it's a win-win relationship if we build it together. Does that make sense? That's the stage we're yeah. in right now. Well, one well, and what's as I'm sitting here, I'm you know my brain is is going active here because I'm thinking also of how important it is for homeschooled families and parents to be part of this yes. because the with the double digit increases in homeschooling here because people are running away from you know the the current education system here. Let's not wait until they attack homeschooling legislatively because they're going to. I mean, that is coming. They're you know they're already indicating that um, they are not friendly to us homeschooling our children either. And California has been a pretty good place to homeschool kids, but the attacks are coming. So let's not wait until they do to have an advocacy group like yours be empowered to you know fight for us all. Yeah. Well, we are developing. So I don't know if you've heard of Latinos for Medical Freedom. But Karina mm -hmm. Powers, the educate the leader of that, she is going to be one of our content partners because she's been homeschooling your kids. She she wasn't going to do any of this with her kids. She pulled her kids, and she's got some you know name recognition and some credibility built up. She's not known to all forty million people, but one of the most powerful things about her is that she's a Latina. And if we wake that sleeping giant of the Latino population, we'll take California back because they're God, family, yep. church, right? And they're yeah. being lied to. I, I, I go to churches in East Salinas to support Karina as an abogado, right? They're having um, some problems with trying to build homeless hotels and the, the community doesn't want it. So they want an abogado lawyer 
to be there to answer questions. So I go with her and I've listened to the stories, straining to understand the Spanish, but I've listened to the stories of them being directly lied to by their legislators, by their city council members, and it's horrifying. And that they're and because they're being directly lied to, they're making bad decisions. And so she is a very important person in this fight, as far as I'm concerned. And people like Lexit, right, are very, very important because the pop, Latino population in California is bigger than as Caucasians. And if we could yeah. wake them up, we could take California back. So, so, yeah. so to your point of homeschooling, she's going to be one of our contact partners. But there's room for many, many more contact partners. So if anybody is just starting or has an organization, I don't want to reinvent the wheel and we're not the experts in the content, okay? We're going to be the power structure that gives the voice back I love with it. the money and numbers. Yeah. No, I think that's great, and and yeah, the uh, the Latino community is starting to to wake up and pay attention. For many years, traditionally, they were Democrats because you know it was the old Democrat Party. It was like, hey, we're here for the little guy, right? You know that was uh, that was sort of the the pitch. Um, both parties have failed us utterly, right? And and both parties need to take responsibility for what they have created here in America, and we are in trouble because of bad actors on both sides. Both political parties are corrupt but at least with the you know in our two-party system you know the the republicans have you know uh have started to have the conservatives be the big voices in there so people who do really care about these folks we aren't just trying to buy them out by giving them things and patting them on the head and saying oh just do what we tell you vote for us and you know we'll give you stuff exactly what's happening to latino community you nailed it right there yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and they're and they're you know, meanwhile they don't care anything about, you know, any of the, the values that, that we traditionally care about. Well, one of the things, I don't know if you've talked about this, it's a little off topic, but one of the tragic things that's happening, um, you know, group leaders like me want to have speakers at our events, right? And we our budgets are small. So we so the during the elections we get like I got Tremino, we get all kinds of wonderful people. But what's I discovered through that effort is the infighting in the parents' rights oh, groups yeah. and patriots and the rhinos. If anybody's listening, we need to figure out a way to stop that because the Democrats and the others are good at coming together behind one yep. candidate. The other side of the other political party is not, and and they know it, and they pit us yeah. against each other, and it's just it's tragic because we're not. Yeah, around. well, we're you know we're working um very hard here locally and we're starting locally and you know you and I can talk about this we only have another minute or so left but we can talk about this uh, at another time but we're but we're working to do that we're working to get everybody rowing in the same direction and because we will never win ever again uh you know and and you know we agree on a lot of things even the rhinos agree on a lot of things that we should all come together on but yeah the 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 left they uh, always row in the same direction. They always come together. They always run the one person. You know, they always focus on on winning. Where you know we focus on in house fights and disagreements, and you know who's the chief that day. So give give your um, uh, give the website again. How do they get in touch with you? And uh, you know, let's let's do this. Let's build this thing. CaliforniaParentsUnion.com. And my cell phone is on CaliforniaParentsUnited.org if you want to come and be a content partner. So CaliforniaParentsUnion.com. And God bless you, Bryce. Thanks for your time. Awesome. No, thank you. This is great. And, and uh, all right, folks, there you have it. Liberty Station, be a threat to the Great Reset. I did a terrible interview there because I was so fired up that I think I talked like 90% of the time. But, uh, you know, Tracy's gracious. So... Uh, let's help support her. Let's get this thing going. Again, it doesn't matter if you're here in California or not, but let's get the homeschool families, private school, uh, public school, everybody who's got you know kids or even cares about the kids. The state does not own our children. California Teachers Association does not own our children. Let's fight back by coming together and make sure that we have the resources to kick their butts. All right, thanks and good night.